0: Say what? Say what radio show. With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. And welcome to the Say What Show. This is March 18th, 2023. In a week that's been really kind of interesting, (laughs) even more so than the rest of the... Can you imagine? We're already in March. My name is Nancy Hopkins, and halfway through March. And we've got uh, uh, Dolly Howard and Walt Silva and Mona Radler with us today. So you guys want to say hi to the audience? Howdy,
1: y'all. Hello there everybody, welcome to this uh, fine Saturday. Yippers. Yes indeedy,
2: hello, hello, hello. <laughs> All right Nancy. Did we lose her?
1: Oh maybe she's got that guy warm. No, working no, on no,
0: yeah I do seven, but. Um, two, I just wanted to make sure that we were live because, um, and now I'm trying to turn down this thing so we can talk. Uh, Yes, he's out there, but he's, hey, listen, the roof is up. The roof is up. He's got the windows, the front window he's already put in, and he's got the side window things ready to go in. Um, And the door, well, I've got all the material to be able to strip the door tomorrow. So by the, you know, by... Tuesday show maybe the thing will be all done I'm, I'm so excited now um, I really am because it's going to be it's going to be good it's going to be good and as soon well, as it's, it's finished I'll give you guys pictures <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about probably nobody knows what I'm talking about I'm building a porch well I'm not building it this this guy's building it and it's just taking forever and ever um, but he wanted to make sure that it was absolutely hurricane-proof. Um, I've lived here for a long, 37 years or something, and I know that it takes a lot to get the wind down here where I am because I've got so many trees surrounding the house that, yes, and on occasion, trees come down on the house, but the house is, was built 85 years ago And was built right. (laughs) And I took the last one we had, Burma, where the tops of three trees came down right on the house. And it was a, I think it might have been three tons of wood. And when they finally cleared the wood, the only thing that happened was there was a one-inch circular poke through the outside shingles that never even got to the wood. And there was a crack... In the uh, part of the part of the wall, but not a big crack, just a little one, you know, like, but that's the part that I built on, <laughs> not the part that they built eighty five years ago. So um, yeah, so I'm building a porch so the stray cats have a place to hang out, and um, I told the dog he'd probably be able to hang out there too. He's excited. <laughs> anyway, that's what was happening, but he's going home now. I want a picture of Jose. A picture of Jose. Okay. Okay. Oh, good. I'm glad that happened, because I'm not sure why. Time is all screwed up here. Um, Okay, because I don't really have the uh, the Skype recorder playing, (laughs) but that's okay. Station, so we're all right. Um, Okay, so we um, well, Mona sent me. A uh, link to a, a, a audio that I have posted in chat, and it was really a, a very very informative uh, video. There were basically two stories. One story is on time travel. That was, and it was the best presentation I've heard recently on on what is out there and how they do it, and a few other things that I'd never heard. But there was another part of it, and that was uh, talking about the energies, the cosmic energies that were being all being subjected to. That was another great presentation of a lot of uh, variables in what we started talking about because we were feeling it on Tuesday. It had actually started a couple days before that. It was like, first of all. Well, First off, on last say what we were talking about, Janine, I think it was last say what? Maybe it was Tuesday. We were talking about Janine saying that, you know, there seems to be an end of a story here and a beginning of a new story. And we began to feel like immediately the next day we woke up and there was three people that I talked to about this. And we all had the same thing. It was like waking. I, I was on my way to the bathroom. And all of a sudden i'm like what is that noise it was like this noise in the house that i know i thought i started looking for a pipe break because i couldn't imagine what this noise was and then i realized no it's a noise coming in my ears it's not in my head it's coming in my ears but it's an energy noise like the i'm hearing cosmic forces or whatever we started a discussion about the schumann resonance so what i want to do now is did you have something to say mona
2: well, it reminded me part of the video because the Schumann resonance
0: disappeared. Yes, and that's what that, I've got a clip of him talking about. That okay. That, that was just astounding. I'm going, whoa, you know. Walt, did you want to say something? Uh, no, no. Okay. Thank, thank you. So, so if everybody's ready, we're just going to play that. And um, here we go. Whoops. Oh, no. No, no. What's that? No. Right now. No, I don't know why that came up. Okay, here we go.
3: Do that, Frank. Uh, You messaged me a couple days ago and said, here are some things going on that you might feel. But here's the data. We have some hard data to share today that is very timely. What's going on with our planet and why are people feeling so intensely right now?
4: Well, it's very interesting because it's like uh, the we're entering a new uh, solar cycle, and as a result of that uh, solar cycle, we're uh, some very unusual things are starting to take place that are a little bit unprecedented. So when I when I pinged you last uh, whenever it was a couple days ago, I was just in the middle of doing uh, prep for a show that I was that I recorded with. Uh, our German biophysicist friend over here, Dieter Brurs because he does a sort of an annual reality check show. And he was freaking out because he's been watching the sun, of course, for 30 years. And what happened um, in the last few days is just, you know, hard to explain. You know, it's like I'll give you an example of what took place. You know, I have it all listed. And this is only some of it, actually. Basically, all the uh, measuring stations for the Schumann frequencies, they all dropped out globally. They just hit when a peak. Drop
3: out, they, they quit working.
4: They quit working. It's like they, they were blown out. You, and right before they blew out, there was a massive amplitude, uh, you know, in the signals that, was so, that overrode, I guess, what their calibration is able to deal with. So they all of them fell out. Um, then the magnetometer uh, that HeartMath um, runs, that register that measures the magnetosphere of the Earth, that fell out as well. Um, and there was a solar storm I guess you could say this must have been tied together because all these things were happening simultaneously. There was a solar storm that hit us and the winds reached um, a speed of 3 million kilometers per hour, if you can imagine that, right? It's like, it just, and, and there's a scale for it. Um, you know, we can look at a couple of these data, you know, and uh, that shows you that it just reaches it, over the, the peak level of recording and drops out completely. It disappears and it shows up again later again but and there's this period of time where it's gone. And, you know, I think, I don't know if you noticed it in, in where you are, but in Ohio, for example, or in Ireland, uh, or in, in Germany, in like Western Germany, they had Aurora Borealis. And No, I,
3: I, we didn't see that. No, we didn't see that here, no.
4: Well, this has been going on in places that you normally never get Aurora Borealis. I'm talking, you know, like this, this level of latitude is, is just, it doesn't happen, right? But it only happens when the ionosphere is supercharged, of course, then it does happen. And that happens super rarely, right? So you couple that together with um, other stuff that we've talked about before, like the magnetosphere of the Earth is weakening. You know? And so you have, we're moving into a period of a new solar cycle. The Earth's magnetic magnetosphere is weakening. And we're entering a zone in the galaxy where we're in direct line of fire with, um, you know, particles and waves that we normally don't get hit by. So the fact that we're in that zone and that our magnetosphere is weakened means we're getting more of that, we're feeling more of that. So it's no surprise that people have been getting, like, headaches and, and, you know, some people, you know, feel heart murmurs and, you know, heart tremors and stuff, and some people get tired and they just can't get up. In my case, I had a bit of that too, like I was really feeling like, you know, I don't know what it was. I don't normally get sick or rarely, you know, and I just felt like low energy and I felt mentally in a weird state. I don't know how you felt, but man, I felt like I had times where I was going like, yeah, maybe I should just quit. You know, this is why bother. You know, this is that uh, there's all these other great people out there. They don't nobody needs us anyway. Right. You know, So I was like, all this stuff was going on in my head. I'm like, wait a minute. Where's that coming from? Right. Meanwhile, the sun is entering a pole flip. So right now in its phase of when it enters this new cycle, it's, it's not just like, usually it just flips what's happening right now. There's something called a quadrupole, a very rare phenomenon when the sun hasn't quite flipped and there's four poles, two North poles and two South poles. And when that happens, the sun just flips out and sends all kinds of energy from it. Right? So we've got all this stuff going on, all this energy is coming at us. Um, Meanwhile, remember we talked about this pole moving, the magnetic north pole moving back a few shows ago? And we were saying, look, what does that mean? And that, you know, in March, come March or April, we're looking at, you know, if it continues along that path, it's going to reach this 40 degree mark. Right. Well, guess what? We've reached the 40 degree mark, John. (laughs) So it's anyone's guess what will happen now. Right. So and then to cap it all off nicely. CERN decided to restart their experiments between the 6th and the 9th of March, of course, right at that time, because there's been a few geophysicists that are talking about the peak time of when this massive flux of energy is going to hit us is going to hit between on March 7th or plus or minus three days, right? So what are we now? We're March 8th, right? So we're kind of right in the sweet spot. So all of this stuff could still kind of go out of control. There could be earthquakes, which is, you know, the last time... Uh, You know, you can use the Schumann frequencies measurement as a way to gauge um, potential earthquake activity. And if we had these uh, Schumann frequency measuring stations in more places around the world, they're like an early warning system. Because what happens is that one particular frequency, like the main band of the Schumann frequencies is 8 hertz, has to do with the circumference of the Earth. But there's also subharmonics, like there's 14 hertz, 20 hertz, 33 hertz, 39 hertz, et cetera. But this one band, like they're called the second and third modes, right? The second and third modes, when they start going higher than the primary mode, which is eight hertz, there's usually some kind of, you know, an earthquake. And the turkey earthquake that happened at the beginning of the month coincides perfectly with that model. So what happens right now, and exactly right now, we're actually in that period where we could be having some major earthquake, which is the main reason I told you about it, not to freak you out, but just to say, hey, look, you know, do you have uh, stuff on hand? Are you prepared for, say there really was, like it could be a shortage, a power outage, it could be an earthquake, it could be any any number of things, we don't really know, nobody can really predict it, but earthquakes are definitely one of the prime factors, right, but uh, here, look at this, I mean, This is this is an example like here, you know, (laughs) this energy level is what we were talking about. And all these white zones. Right. They're just like it's not something that you normally get. Right. Then the normal is here. Like you see the normal on the right side of the screen. The winter normal of the Schumann frequencies is this zone here, this darker zone. And the one to the far right is in the summer when there's more growth plants, there's more activity, the magnetic uh, activity, the Schumann frequencies gain and strength. But what's happening right now is on the left side, and we're seeing it at the top of the screen. You're seeing this is what's going on right now. And this is totally like unprecedented, right? You know, so you know, and you can see all these like diagrams of how the Schumann frequencies right there, you know, they just they cacked, they cacked out completely. Here also, you know, you can see the frequencies spiking, and then at the far right, you see they just basically drop off. So, you know, essentially what you've got going on here is you've got Here's that diagram of how we're being hit, like with solar winds, which are hitting our magnetosphere. Oh, yeah. And the final factor was that the full moon. (laughs) We've got a full moon coming, right? And what happens when there's a moon entering our magnetosphere is that the way the moon works is that the moon is um, highly um, charged as well because it isn't getting – it doesn't have its own magnetosphere. So it picks up um, negative and positive charges on one side if it's positively charged – And on the other side, the dark side, it's negatively charged. So what that causes is when these huge plasma waves coming off the sun, when they move, they usually get shielded by our magnetosphere and they get deflected. But when the sun just happens to move into the magnetosphere of the Earth, what it does is it pulls that plasma back into its orbit and then shoots it out the other side and ricochets it back at the Earth. So that's going on as well, right so you know here's a few pictures of the of the of the ionosphere, you know, and it's just um it's it's really wild you know because uh, and then here you've got this finally this sunspot activity that's coming at us. This is a, a diagram of a sun a massive sunspot that is going direct between the seventh and the ninth, so right now this sunspot is facing us, and whenever sunspots like this face us the the increase of potential for these things to flare out and shoot stuff because this is where the flares emerge from right is very very high so it's highly likely that something major could go down it's highly likely it doesn't mean it's 100 percent and it certainly isn't panic material it's just about being prepared for it and it's about being aware that your consciousness might be or your your mind or your feelings like with me i just explained some of them earlier what i was going through i think these are all related because we are directly our brains are tied into the schumann frequencies we resonate at 8 hertz and our brains just like the schumann frequencies so we're very much connected to the to mother earth gaia and and so you know i think we all expect we should all be on guard and vigilant for some weird chaotic stuff that could happen in the in the coming days you know, and
3: Frank, you say this as if weird and chaotic stuff hasn't been happening, well, yeah time. I mean you're
4: seeing it right you're, you're seeing it happening right, so I mean look at this look at this sketch here, this is out of one of our films. This shows you that whenever our solar activity goes wonky and bonkers, civilizations rise and fall, so like we are moving into again again to a period of really bizarre, anomalous intense high activity, so that could have consequences for our entire civilization so weird things could be going on. Like, you know, like, like look at this. Banks, like the, the Swiss, Credit Swiss Bank uh, stocks are cratering. I mean, they, they just had a $100 billion bank run.
3: You also mentioned in the beginning that these influxes, when they happen, these new solar cycles and these huge energy waves that come in, they coincide with civilizational changes, collapses of society. But there are two ways societies can collapse. Number one is people use this energy To destroy things to destroy themselves and their civilization or they use this energy to evolve and develop withdraw their energy from the old system it will still make a collapse but it won't be it won't be a violent destructive collapse it will be a collapse of not enough energy in the system anymore because it's invested elsewhere and i think this is what we're constantly talking about we have the ability to transmute energy the way we see fit we can use it for good we can use it for bad that's up to us the energy won't go away so we have to use it but how we use it is up to us and and this is why as we said in the beginning it's not a question of is this good or is this bad it's a question of how are we going to use this new evolutionary stage that we're in um wh- what do you think do you think we are despite all the problems oppositions maybe even nefarious time travelers do you think we're reaching the critical mass still despite everything
4: i don't know john i really can't answer that but i i do what i one thing i do believe is or i let's just say i feel very deeply is that regardless of how things are moving or going we have a we have our assignments we have our jobs we have our our sole mission Mine is the one that I'm on. Yours is yours. And I was telling Dieter, you know, like when you're looking at all this, um, you know, impending potential doom, maybe it just comes down to us trying to wake up and, and, and inspire as many people as possible before that moment. Whenever that moment happens, we don't know when it's going to happen. But when that moment happens, there might actually be some kind of open resistance, and so the idea of inspiring and influencing positively and consciously as many people as possible is is for the reason that when that resistance should come that the first people who put up that resistance aren't alone that others say you know what this time i'm not just going to look the other way i'm going to forget it for crying out loud this is the line in the sand this is where we stop it because very little of us have ever really been, we've never really experienced that kind of an organic you know, shift in global consciousness. Unfortunately, whenever we've seen these like, things like the Egypt Spring and the Orange Revolution and Ukraine and stuff, you, when you find out in, in retrospect, you realize that these were all provoked, uh, manipulated events that were allowed to happen or were guided to happen by the cabal again, which led to the world that we're in right now. So what we're hoping for in doing all these things and all this idea of awakening people and going out there and spreading the positive vibes is so that we can reach that potential critical mass. And we have to kind of let go of any expectation. You know, like, look at this right now. This is one I wanted to show you as well. That red uh, marker right there is showing us a, a point in this new solar cycle that we're at energy wise right and if you look at the previous solar cycle you see that the, this point right here this high energy influx is already happening very early in this you know in this new solar cycle and you know we know that the intensity of the solar cycle is only going to increase so if it's already at this point right now imagine what it's like in the next 5 or 6 years when the sun reaches the maximum right We could be looking at energy spikes and weirdness, John, that you know, we have we've never never experienced in all of our history. So, you know, hence it's going to be
3: some page. Hence it's no coincidence that the players that know about these things, they know about these things. Of course, and then the 2030 people, the great reset people and, and all the others, they know about it. And that's why they steer their agenda towards that timeline because they too see, Oh, here we have a huge influx of energy. If we sow the seeds, if we manipulate society there, that energy is going to be used to bring about what we want. And, and we're saying we need to be aware that this energy influx is coming in and people are feeling it different ways. It also uh, accelerates, you know, if you have uh, stored trauma, unhealed trauma, it's going to accelerate how it comes out. So it's going to accelerate the negative effects on your body. It has, And in turn, it's going to hopefully inspire you to heal something that needed healing. But as Frank said, when there's an influx in energy, there's, as always, two ways this plays out. Either you are in control on how you use it. And if you are not consciously deciding on how you want to use it, somebody else for sure will decide for you how you're going to use it because they're going to manipulate your mind in the way they want to. That's why it's so important that we regain that power and bring it back. To us as co-creators, as Frank keeps saying, this is yet another avenue um, how we can use it. And this is it's peaking out in the next years. Right. So it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Yeah. And I believe we need to invest every day in this. We need to invest every day in the positive expansion of our consciousness and how we use it very practically, too. I mean, don't do shit, you know, to be wrong and do things, you know, to be right. It's not that
4: hard, really, is it? No. And another factor people need to consider, okay, is that the biology, the human biology, we've now proven that, you know, the idea that um, you're only endowed with so many brain cells and that, you know, if you, you know, if you do too many drugs or drink too much, you're going to lose those brain cells. Or if you sneeze too many times that at the end of your life, you're going to be like, you know, devoid of a major amount of brain cells. I mean, that used to be a very prevalent thought, but actually this isn't true. Science has proven that to be not true. We continually grow neurons through our entire life. Here's the crux, though. If you do not use your brain and you do not challenge yourself to have any kind of thinking that is beyond your normal threshold, that you challenge yourself to continually evolve, to continually grow, to continually learn some new things, to be active and to participate in society, whichever way you like, some people it's politics, some people it's art and culture, whatever it is. But if you do not do that, you begin to lose that function. Those neurons come back. But if they aren't used within a certain period of time, I think it's like within a couple of months, they begin to atrophy again. So there's we have to realize that for us to maximize our thinking ability, our brain, our consciousness, we have this amazing gift, this brain sticking inside of our head, which is an instrument which has scalar Uh, the ability to receive and send scalar waves and other magical things like, you know, the pineal gland and what's coming at us here. I'm going to show you this. This is, this is really cool. Okay. This is in our film, um, solar revolution. We talk about on the top, right. You see this, um, strange looking octopus like thing and, you know, sort of going into this black hole. Well, that black hole is an area called Sagittarius a, and it's in the center of our galaxy. And the picture below it shows what happens if that, um, plasma, this is plasma, like a plasma cloud, and we reported in our film 10 years ago that they've been registering how this plasma event, this cloud got sucked into this black hole and the picture below shows what happens when it goes in it. There's a massive release of energy, and uh, recently Ben Davidson of uh, Suspicious Observer posted a video and he put this video out there, and you can see in this video that they've now, and he talks about how they've now definitively confirmed that over 26,000 years ago, this event took place. And so this yellow marker that you're seeing there is how long it takes for us to actually receive that energy pulse, right? So it, it moves from the center of our galaxy outward. And essentially, the instruments that we have now, are measure, they're, they're measuring it now in terms of it's just happened. But what they're seeing is they're seeing into the past, of course, when they look and they register these events that took place, when they finally get the light, that event has already happened a long time ago. In this case, twenty-six thousand years ago, and there is this long cycle that just happens to coincide with the twenty-six thousand year cycle. I mean, you've talked about cycles with some of the other guests. There's also longer cycles. You know, there's six thousand year cycles, twelve thousand year cycles. There's these cycles here, and this wave, this is coming at us. There's no, and it's already hitting us. I mean, I was talking to my again, my friend Dieter. I said, well. You know, when and and you know what their projected date of arrival is going to be for the mass, the maximum influence of it. Take a guess. 2030. Exactly. In the next eight to 12 years. So starting around 2030 and probably peaking out in the mid 2020 uh, 2030s. Right. We're going to have we're going to be in the middle of this incredible influx. So I'm saying prepare yourselves, people get ready do whatever you can. Don't think of this as the end of the, the world in the bad sense. But think of it as the beginning of the new world. If we put our focus there, if we, you know, nourish those thoughts, if we give ourselves what we need to to be able to visualize these ideas, that means we have to, you know, be open to all these possibilities like we've been talking about on the other episodes that we've you know, had in the last couple of months. <laughs> Okay, always give me the last word to have, uh, have to be profound here. <laughs> okay, well, what I would say is, um, you know, as we realize that everything around us is energy, and that this energy is increasing, and, you know, to know that we have parts of our body that are aligned and designed to utilize that energy, I think it's just a great opportunity for us to focus and meditate on and just realize you know what we can do as a collective species like here for example i'll just show you one more graphic and that has to do with something called magnetite crystals we have over five million crystals per gram of brain cell right this is i mean this has been proven it's just real so our, you know we have a hundred million magnetite crystals per gram of cerebral cortex what does that mean Well, one of the things that, you know, we've been talking about in some of the other shows is that there's other models of reality out there. And there's other models of energy, like, for example, magnetic energy. Magnetic energy is a way, is a free, powerful way of generating energy, which has been pioneered by people as far as back as 100 years ago. And if we get away from this idea of the Big Bang, which is this explosive idea of reality, and we move more toward the real like um, new frontier of consciousness incorporates something called the electric universe, which is, which means that the things are fractal and things align according to patterns, right? So we have, you know, the the whole universe is based on these amazing patterns all around us. We see it all the time. And that means to us, to me, that there is a higher order out there that is intended and that we as conscious human beings might be, you know, regardless of whether there's other species of humans or aliens out there, let's just look at us and realize, like, it doesn't matter if they are out there. We actually are imbued and endowed with our consciousness and the ability to utilize that fractal energy and organize our society and our thinking and our culture and our everything and all around us and our world to a higher order. And it's meant, it's predestined to happen. And the energy is coming. And if it's coming at us in the next five or six years, I would expect that this new world is going to be here in that period of time.
0: Well, hearing it the second time it was even more impressive. Are you guys unmuted and
1: Yeah, yeah. He, he left one little tiny detail that would have completed the picture at least for me. When he uh when they were talking about how these energies are used uh by the good guys and the bad guys, and depending on which side of the fence you are is how the that energy is gonna be used either for your detriment or for your benefit. And the one thing that they left out is the non-player characters. Right. The Those that are asleep, those are definitely going to be manipulated because they want to be manipulated because they are asleep. It's very, it's very comfortable for them. Oh, here, they want me to get another vaccine. Well, let me get online. Let me get early up early so I can be there at the top of the head of the line, okay? Are you going to tell them, you know, <laughs> no, you don't have to do that. You can use this energy for your benefit. It is for my benefit because I want to get this ba- vaccine. I need it, don't I? <laughs> so, you know, what do you do with that? What do you do with the, uh, the non-player characters
0: that are asleep all, all the time? <laughs> I think what he was alluding to is the concept that when you have when you enter this energy field that we've been talking about for a decade probably. You when you enter it the energies around you are going to turn on let's say the magical energy fields that we have. Our DNA even even if you don't not aware now. You can't go through an energy change like that without having Energetic changes within your own being. And that's what I keep hoping for. Is that there's going to be enough of the good energy coming in to offset all of the control elements. And these people are going to be freed. To me, they're in electronic chains. From the you know everything that I talk about and have talked about on Radio 5G. Those energies that are controlling us. So to me, the cosmic energy is coming in can be a point of release from a good portion of the populace. But that's my my look at it.
1: Well, and, and also, for example, I just saw the uh, uh, the, the latest Jean-Claude and Janine show where they had uh, Juan Osavin as a guest. And uh, he spoke at length about how these people, you know, referring to the Cabal, you know, everything, everything they do is... Uh, based on ritual and based on numerology and based on astrology. So he was drawing, he was painting this picture that everything that they do, is, that it seems that they don't function based on free will or creativity or ingenuity. They do it because there's a form, formula written down where there specific dates and there's specific times and there's specific ways that you do something. So, so there is no, no freedom of choice. So whatever they're going to do, I guess their fate is already written for them because they have to follow the plan. They have to follow the formula that they've been given that they have been following for a thousand years. Whereas uh, I don't think the other side does that. The other side is open to improvise and, and create new solutions, not repeating the same all over and over and over and over. So, I think that's the biggest difference between the two sides. One is stuck in a in a fixed formula and the other ones, they're
0: more creative. Well, because of the structure that at one point in the interview, and I, I don't think it was in this particular clip, they started talking about the concept of using AI because humans have emotions that make their let's say, uh, observations to be full of errors. But AI doesn't because it doesn't have the emotion. But we know that's, it's your emotional capabilities that allows you to strive, that allows you to create, that allows you to want more and to look around the corner. If you're an AI, you don't have any of that energy, energy propelling you to do that. It comes down again to the concept of, you know, are we in an energy field that will turn on certain people's energy centers that they don't have on because they've been so controlled by so much, and see a change? Are there people who are completely incapable of that? Yes, the people that don't have soul connection. If you,
1: and it's, it's already been. Sorry to interrupt, but it's it's already been proven that uh this business of divorcing yourself from your emotional body it's a is a gross mistake because uh, simon parks and others who do who discuss these subjects have discussed at length how for example you know that there are different groups of grays there are tall grays and little grays and dark grays and light grays and what there's so many different they're all they all turn out to be gray but in essence, the, the group that has worked with the U.S. government and they have not been nice to humanity. I mean, one of the reasons they were involved in the genetic, the genetic experiments with humans is because they wanted to recover their emotional body. They made a mistake thousands of years ago where they thought they were, they were if they divorced themselves from their emotions, that's it. They were set. Everything was going to be perfect. everything was high flying, and it turns out that they reached an a, a, an evolutionary impasse. It was like a dead end. They, they they reach a point from which they couldn't move any anymore because they had no emotions. those emotions is, is what gave it would give them depth, and it's the thing that would connect to the the spiritual dimension. Well they got rid of their emotional body, they can't, they can't make that leap. they can't make that jump. And uh, he, um, part of that was the uh, the hybrid program. Remember when Simon Parks spoke about these uh, hybrid greys that were being trained by these scientists? And they they had there were things that they didn't understand. They had no notion. Like for example, they didn't understand money. They had a tough time trying to understand. Okay, the difference between a a five pound note compared to a 10 pound note, it was like, it made no sense to them because the, the, they tried to bring back that which they gave up a very long time ago, which was their emotional body. So it just they, they themselves are living proof how critically important it is to have an emotional body and to be connected to that emotion. You don't You don't get rid of it. Life doesn't get better by getting rid of it. <laughs> Life begins to open up all in, in multiple ways and multiple dimensions by holding on to it, because it's, 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 how, it's how you manifest, for example, when you, manif- when you seek to manifest something, you need emotional energy, because emotion is the fuel that runs the car. Without the, that emotional energy, it'll, it never goes past being a nice thought having this nice thought of of manifesting this house, I'm having this nice thought of manifesting this car. Well, it never goes beyond the domain of thoughts if you don't put energy behind it. And energy is
0: the emotion. So. Exactly. Um, Mona, did you have some comments on it? You were the one that turned me on to it.
2: Well, I, I loved the whole thing. It was just more or less where he does bring up that it is the attitude that you want to kind of use in a betterment instead of a deficit because this is the power that is here. And I don't think the other side wants us to know that this power is available. And, I mean, mean, the Schumann residence doesn't show up for two days. But I'm thankful I didn't see anybody go too Hug. But it doesn't
1: mean that it wasn't there. It just, they couldn't read it because their instruments couldn't read it. But it was there. It was just undetectable because it was beyond the capacity of what the instruments could read. It's like a similar to uh, when they did the first experiments, when they were doing, uh, when they were shooting, what do you call it, uh, satellites to orbit the Earth, you know, before the manned space program. They thought that there was something that, that for, something was going on because the probe would go up into space and the radiation meter would show higher and higher and higher. Then all of a sudden it goes dark. There's no radiation. And they thought that can't be. We can't be that outside in space there's no radiation. Well, that was correct. There is more. What happens is that the instrument, the level of radiation was so high, the instrument was saturated. It couldn't read anything, so it goes dark. Right. When, it, when whenever an instrument does that, from some a major maximum, it goes dark. That's because this has reached the point of saturation. So there is there think but it's just that the, your instrument can't see it. It's too much energy.
2: <laughs> oh, that's still a lot. Yeah. It it really is a shame though that people you lose their um. Emotional selves, because that's part of what we build life on. But it's how we feel it.
0: It's the only thing we build life on, because that's what happens to those beings that take out the emotions. Eventually, they don't have any sexual appeal. Therefore, there's no energy into the sexual organs, and boom, they are out of luck. And and, and they rely on cloning. Yep, <laughs> but done, sorry, they do much. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's like, yeah, yeah emotions are lot li- equate to life, in my opinion. So I don't see how we can possibly lose.
1: Well, what doesn't have emotion? Even plants. If you ever read that book, The um, Amazing Life, Secret Life of Plants. Right. A lot of plants have emotional response. So if plants themselves have emotional response and obviously animals are chock full of emotional response, I don't care what animal it is uh then there's there's something that quite necessary and quite natural in it so to to seek out to seek out the elimination of emotion that's artificial that's synthetic bullshit Um.
0: Mm. Dolly, you've been silent. Did you? Did, did I cut you off, Mona? I'm sorry.
2: No, I was yes. just thinking about the aurora borealis and how far it came down because of the solar impact upon our yeah. magnetosphere. Because that might have had something to do with the scalar. I mean, not scalar. i um, Schumann. Go ahead, Dolly.
5: Were you done?
2: Go ahead, Dolly.
5: Well, Mona, are you done? I think so. Oh, okay. All right. I wanted. I wanted to wait until you all said your things, because uh, I was hoping I'd get through what I wanted to say. Um, yes, that Boreal is coming into Ohio, Ireland, Germany. Wow. And, and which happens? And he said, uh, "It happens when ionosphere is supercharged." Which only happens super rarely, and he said the magnetosphere is weakening. Um, and then I liked when he said, "Oh wait a minute, because of because of zone weakening, we're feeling more of it." So no surprise that people are getting. Here's what I want to read: they're getting. Headaches, they feel heart murmurs and heart tremors, people get tired and just can't get up, and they have low energy, and mentally, they're in a weird state, and on top of everything else he said was going on, CERN has been started up again, too, so we are friggin' oh, and all these things are changing our bodies, It puts us out of balance, and it changes our thinking, our brains. Uh, And where is that other thing? Uh, I know I've had my kids, and I have had those symptoms. I had them before. I've had them previously. Russell had him previously, when this stuff started up, I think. And that is just experiencing them. That's why I said Russell and I had him previously. And that is just now experiencing them. And she's dragging her body around. She didn't even, she couldn't even get up one day. She was just so exhausted. Uh, I like that he said that because... Now I have an excuse for being so tired. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And uh, he said, uh, the solar storm had winds of 3 million kilometers an hour. That's a hell of a lot of wind. Goodness sake. Um, and he mentioned the moon. I forgot what he said. I think he—I forgot what he said about the moon.
1: The moon doesn't doesn't have its own man, magnetic uh, yes. magnetic sphere, so it it picks up magnetic charges from the Earth. That's why it develops a north pole on one side and a south pole on the other side.
2: Well, he said he sends it sends it back to the Earth too, didn't he?
1: I think he did is the uh, when the when the sun gets into the Earth's magnetosphere, it, it has that reaction. But one of the things that this this whole thing it reminds me, uh, Nancy is the one who pointed out that she keeps f- feeling these changes during the daytime. As soon as the sun goes down, everything goes back to normal, or normal enough for her. So it's it 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 aligns up with that. She's feeling it because she's feeling the changes in the sun. As soon as the sun goes down, you know, life goes more or less back to normal. Thank
0: you, Walt. I'm not a vampire. I thought I was a vampire. No. <laughs> oh, oh wow. Yeah. This is good. This is very good. Uh, but you know what's happening now is that. Um, No matter how I try, I cannot get to bed before 2 o'clock. And then instead of, I've got a dark room. The room has got shutters up so that it's, I just learned to do that because I work nights. And um, after after six hours, when the sun gets up, you know, 7 o'clock, I'm waking up. And it's like, I can't go back to sleep. So I'm probably uh, more sensitive to those energies, you know, but Mm -hmm. then, you know, give me a couple of hours up and I'm going like, oh, my God, I need to take a nap. (laughs) Yeah, type of thing. And one day I lay down and boom, went right out and it was two hours past and I don't normally sleep like that. So, um, but thank you, Walt. (laughs) Good to know.
5: (laughs) um, When you sent me uh, Mona's video, I I had been typing in my list that time travel seems to be coming up in my life. I watched three time travel movies in the last two days. um, And I was typing it in here, and then you sent me that time travel uh, video, and I I'm wondering, are what's going on with all this time travel exposure, or or talk, or references to time travel? I what I'm wondering what is going on with that?
0: Uh, Can I I answer part of that? Okay, please, yes, please because I don't know of anybody else that knowingly changed timelines except myself and Christia. Um, But what, what you got, okay, reality is what you think it is. So you perceive a certain, let's say, basic scenario of what reality should be. And if enough people are doing the same thing, then that becomes the dominant timeline. All right. So a timeline is really, think of it as a rope where you've got all these threads that come together and wind around each other. And that makes a rope. And it becomes the thicker it gets, the more control it has on everybody else's reality because people are born into that reality. They're taught that is reality. All right. Now, in the example that, that I'm giving, it's like I was in a timeline that in the 90s was just absolutely mystical. The stuff that, you know, people now consider sort of like, okay, we know we can do that, remote viewing, uh, telepathy even, uh, mediumship, all of that was not accepted. But during the 90s, it just blew up all over the place and became a reality. All right? Now, so that reality was in my opinion, going to go through this area that we are, because you're still physically within the same, you're going through the same cosmic environment, that this one was going to get through it and would be the way to ascend, not in ascension being, you know, you go someplace else, but a planetary experience. A new jump in evolution of the planet and humanity and Gaia herself. Okay, so that's what I was pretty sure that was going to happen. The manifestation, you never, the people who were with us, okay, we didn't have the internet, it was just starting up. The people that were with us all had the same kind of a version of a similar story as to what we were, you know, our, our reality and in that reality manifestation was absolutely accepted and expected you expected that if you thought about having a great day you would have a great day okay if you didn't expect anything or you expected negativity well that's what it, what it's going to be the the cosmic rules came out during this time frame reality is what you think it is majority rules so my guides came to me and they said you know this was about 2000 I think it was but they came to me and they said um, we've got a problem and would you be willing to jump timelines and so I said uh, I didn't question them. I figured if they asked me to do it I would do it because you know these people were very and I still are very real to me but very very real in that on that timeline so it was more like getting a mission to accomplish rather than a question to answer and so i said to them i said well okay yeah fine um i didn't ask what timeline i didn't ask any details about where i was going but i did say will i succeed because i don't want to go do this if i'm not going to succeed and they were all yes 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 and then the second question i had was will i save everybody And they hesitated before they said yes. And over the years, that hesitation has bothered me, but now I understand it, that you're going to save everybody that can make the leap. But there's a lot of people that just are not mature enough as souls, as spirits, as ancient beings. I mean, there's young souls out there. You've met them. You know, those people need to continue the lessons. But one of their lessons was being on a timeline that they left before it ascended to a new level of reality. So I just wanted to throw that in there that that when we're talking timelines, it's I hope that explained it. Did it, Dolly?
5: Well, all I know is you and Christia came and rescued me.
0: (laughs) Because you were on the one timeline that was this one, the one we're in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and I
5: needed rescuing and you rescued me.
0: Well yeah. I also go ahead, I'm sorry.
5: and I appreciate it very
0: much. Well, I also came to realize that in, in when you get into this area that we're in now, there's an energetic collapse of timelines. It's almost like we saw it in 2012 where you had um, all these timelines that eventually, as close as you got to 2012, sort of went down to two. The good guys win or the bad guys win. And then we go through 2012, and as soon as we went through this energy vortex at that demarcation point, boom, all of a sudden, every timeline in the world was ready to go again. I mean, I can't tell you how many people... In the beginning of 2013, that were they got a new a new job, a new mate, a new baby. Uh, everything was exciting. Everything was happening, and within by April, they were all collapsing back down again. So you had the bad one and the good one, but there was a third one, and that was the one that I believe Walt myself. And all those other people that said, no, 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 we need a new reality, began to build a new timeline for that reality. And that's the one that we're on. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my version of cosmic reality.
5: Well, I want to add uh, that since, I forgot what day it was, Wednesday, I think it was, uh we had this humongous big thing happen around the world i don't know what it was i don't i can't the uh, the only way i can think to explain it is yesterday i had a huge issue with my amazon could not get into it and it happened, no, it happened Wednesday. I started having this issue. couldn't get in Amazon. I called the people. They all talk foreign language uh, accents. I cannot understand accents. Um, I don't know if it's because of me losing my hearing, but I cannot understand accents. So I would apologize and tell the person, I'm sorry, I cannot understand you. And then I would hear, about you. <laughs> and I would say, I-, I apologize, but I cannot understand what you're telling me. Well, oh. So I would say, can you please get me to a person who speaks better English? I'm not trying to insult you. I'm just trying to be able to understand. <laughs> so I I did get transferred to another person who spoke a little better uh, English. And I was getting the same words. From all the different people I talked to, believe me, there were many, they all told me to do the same things that didn't work. I said, isn't the definition of crazy that you do the same things and expect a different outcome? This is exactly what you people are are putting me through. You tell me to do the same things, I tell you it won't work. And so I get a different person, they tell me to do the same thing, I tell them it won't work, but I go ahead and do it, like three times with each person, I I said, it's not going to work, it's something to do with my phone number, my email works fine with y'all, but my phone number, so um, Annette did it today, She she went through frustration I had been through for a couple days and uh it finally got fixed and it was the phone number somebody <laughs> typed it wrong so then I, I was i was thinking about it i'm having trouble communicating with certain people not you guys you, we seem to be communicating fine but other people I'm having trouble communicating with, and I'm wondering, is it because of this something big that happened around the earth on Wednesday, is it because of that happening that it has brought us into a different place than some other people that we have to learn how to communicate with the people that didn't get affected by the big thing that we must have been affected by, because I understand you fine. Um, and because you got interested in that video. Um, I know you've. we have all traveled the same wherever we are. But I'm thinking I'm going to have to learn how to... Uh, I, I, Please don't take offense of this. How to dumb down my thought ways. Because I'm used to talking to Dave, the gang, the posse, the popcorn group. I'm used to telepathically talking to them. And I have realized I've gotten to the place where sometimes I don't finish my sentences. I expect my kids or whoever I'm talking to, uh, I don't know why, but I trail off on the end and expect them to understand what I'm saying, which isn't feasible. But now I'm really in the telepathic land and absolutely positively having issues with how to communicate. So I'm... I'm having issues this week since Wednesday. I'm having issues. And this guy on that video explained to me about the physical ailments, headaches and off balance and all that stuff. And so I understand that. But I wondered, after my long explanation that I was going to try to make short and sweet, Do are you guys finding a communication issue with other people who aren't like us well okay. let me
0: just let me just jump in here and say that while you were talking about the congress the things that you just talked about okay we were knocked off the air we were disconnected and not only that but the listening audience went down to five list listeners and it people all of a sudden it started climbing again because i think the listeners got knocked off too while you were talking about your inability to communicate
5: <laughs> that's so typical Nancy, you're contagious so darling, typical. you're
0: contagious
5: it's what's been happening since wednesday
0: huh. okay w- w- let's take a break here disturbance because you just love it and why not oh, all right, thank you we'll be right back.
6: Sound of silence. In restless dreams I walked alone. Narrow streets of cobblestone stone. With the halo of a lamp, I turned my color to the cold and damp. When my eyes were stained by the flash of a neon light Spid the night and touch the sound of silence And in the naked night I saw Ten thousand people, maybe more fun. Uh-huh.
0: Welcome back to the Say What Show. It's March 18th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, and Mona Radler. So, um, Dolly. Thank you. you Thank
5: you. Yes, I love that song. Mm -hmm. Um, so the the people missed my whole thing.
0: No, no, they didn't miss it all. Oh, It, it did happen. And you know, it was like, wow. I couldn't. I couldn't believe. I, I mean, I've never seen the listeners drop off. I've had the station disconnect and the music comes on, but this was a complete disconnect. Sometimes I'm I'm seeing connected, but it's not on air. And uh, now we've got. Now we're back to where we were when they went off.
5: Well, I wonder if if they went off. Because I was trying to explain what I'd been living through, and they didn't want people to hear it. I wonder. I- I'm feeling
0: persecuted here.
5: <laughs> Not persecuted.
0: No, we could have paranoid. Been, it could have been a demonstration by the good guys saying, "See, this is just, this is this is how you you know exact." I mean, because it was. See, there is no coincidence or syn- synchronicity. Is you know. Thought and action. In both cases, thought and action. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be our thought. It could be their thoughts. They need to be able to see what she's talking about. So whatever you lost in the presentation won't be lost in the recording. But we got to talk about it. Yeah. Because it happened.
5: (laughs) Yeah. And I want to say one more thing about that. Um, What is it? Was it yesterday? Yesterday or the day before. I I and flipped out. I swear. I was so close to a heart attack that all I had to do is take one more breath. I got so upset, so angry. I I mean, I was so angry, I swear there was smoke coming out my ears. Whoa. And I don't get that angry. It doesn't happen to me. And I just was, I was screaming, literally screaming. And the kids were walking around uh, like they were walking on eggshells. I think they were afraid I was going to have a breakdown too. But then I woke up, like today I woke up and I thought, I'm okay. I don't know what, but I slept last night, and I'm okay. And then I had a period of time, like 15 minutes, where I got angry again, and I stopped myself because I realized it. And I thought, no, it's not me. It's what I'm trying to adjust to this new, uh, where I have to learn to communicate new, and where I'm not really... Uh, in the same we're not really in the same place we were in before and there's new stuff I, I was in the bathroom and I looked across to the shower in the morning and I, and I thought gee I wonder what I'm going to do next after I take the 10 steps to the shower and what's going to happen what new feeling what new uh, whatever is going to happen. I'm feeling like every next minute is brand new. I'm not doing what I used to do anymore. It's brand new, and I have to learn how to live in it. And But it's a fun thing. Now that I'm done being angry at the world... (laughs) So, do, do any of you you all feel that way? Anyway, I've said. Well, there's nothing we can control outside
2: ourselves. We can only control how we react to that. So you did well,
1: darling.
5: Oh, thank you, Mona. I needed that. <laughs> thank
1: you. Well, you're going to get uh, unaccustomed to habit because after being alive for x number of years we're so used to doing everything automatically by habit like have the same breakfast because we have a habit of having the same breakfast every day and have a habit of you know but mostly everything that we do during the day is because we're we're in a habit of doing that of what or a habit of watching a specific show or eating a kind of food everything we do is like more or less based on habit but in this new reality we're we're starting from scratch everything we do is brand new <laughs> we, we have to create new new habits new customs because the old stuff isn't working anymore
5: so have you felt that way uh, yeah
1: uh, oh cool well i have i had a couple of days like w- one time uh Derek, was helped. remember the day that i had the issue where all of a sudden i couldn't remember words like fork and spoon and knife i just couldn't get the words out of my mouth he's like i know i know what they look like <laughs> i can go and grab the one out of the drawer but what is, what is the word for this and uh that that day derek helped me and then a few days later somewhat it came back like i I couldn't bring up certain words. I knew what I wanted to say. It's just for some reason, the words just wouldn't come out. Uh, but it, it, I didn't ask for any help from Derek that time. I did, um, the next day, I didn't have that issue anymore. So I don't have no idea. Uh, I thought, oh, God, not again. Not, not, not again with the aphasia, but it was very temporary. I don't okay. think it was organic. I guess it's these energies.
5: Exactly. Uh, I've had to show the kids what I'm trying to talk about, like a fork or a spoon, because I couldn't come up with the words. Wow. It's horrible, isn't it? Yes.
1: You think you're going crazy. You're like, oh, God, not again. Not again with with the doctors and hospitals and whatnot. (laughs) Yeah.
5: I've already been there, done that. I don't want to do it again. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Wow. Oh, thanks, Orion. Orion <laughs> says, I had to adjust everything recently and initially made me very angry. Boy, I know that angry feeling. It's it's like, who the hell am I? Where did all this anger come from? It even scared me. <laughs> wow, well, thank you all. Thank you, thank you, y'all.
1: It's like your vehicle got changed and you didn't ask and nobody asked your permission. Yeah, (laughs) and
5: they forgot to tell me about it. (laughs) Yes.
0: I personally, the best thing he brought up was the concept of that the mind keeps making more and more neurons as long as you keep thinking. And now I know why it is that I seem to have this incredible memory where I can recall details that others can't. And Walt, too. But Well, memory is not in the brain anyway. Well, let k- stop, just for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but if you've got all these neurons that are growing and you, we keep doing what we're doing, which is talking to one another you know, pushing the envelope of philosophy and everything else. Of course,
1: you're increasing the brain's capacity to access those memories.
0: Yep, 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 yep. So, um you know, I mean, I've been blessed because I, I have this insatiable n- need to be able to not be right about something, but to know. I got to know, I got to know, I got to know. Now, there's some subjects that I go, no, I don't have to know that. <laughs> but there's so many subjects that I just find fascinating. And it drives me to continually use my mind to look at life. See, that? that
1: there's your proof that you're a projector. Because that's the nature of a projector, is they need to know. Where somebody else that wouldn't care less, they need to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I remember saying something about the grandparents and my niece was there and she seemed to be completely didn't care at all. And I said to her, aren't you interested in your ancestry? And she looked at me with that disdain that the young kids can give you, you know, and she said, no, why would I? And I was like, why wouldn't you? You know, it was so bizarre.
2: They've been trained to not give a darn about anything except their pronouns.
0: <laughs> or what sex you are, or what color you are, or no, how no. you vote. Well, th-
1: those two gentlemen that we heard, they spoke about this issue, about the instant grat- gratification. And, uh, and it's like they confuse intelligence with, the, with, the, with uh, just being superficially entertained. Remember that in in one part of the, because I I heard the entire thing, so I heard that part when they were talking about that where the the young people is like they're listening to the internet, listening to the radio, and talking to somebody all at the same time, and they think that makes them very smart. No, they're just superficially entertained, but it, it doesn't make them smart, not really.
2: How because do you get intelligent when you're only reading the headline? Doesn't make sense <laughs> to you? <laughs>
0: Or you're getting your news from memes? Oh yeah! Right, right, right. <laughs> okay, well we we didn't really get it because the the show also got into the concept of time travel, and Dolly, um, wh- you want to start off because you 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 said you had seen these movies on in in uh, on time travel.
5: Yeah.
0: Three of them in a week or something. Now, is that because you started looking for them, or they just popped up?
5: Uh, well, I asked Alexa to find me three sci-fi movies. And what came up was those three time travel movies. So I guess I kind of asked for it inadvertently. I, but I, uh, I really... I really think things like somebody's been time-traveling and changing things in the past, and then uh, all of a sudden I realize, wait a minute, wait a minute, something, is, something isn't right here. And I try to figure it out. It's It's so different, but I don't know how it's different. I don't know why it's different. But something is different. And that related... uh, The movies that I watched... Kind of showed me... People going through similar... Instances where they wonder... Wait a minute. This is different. Yeah. It was different too for me. So... Maybe... That's why I got so interested in time travel, because I believe some people are time traveling, and I believe some people are mucking with my life, well, our lives. I took it personal. And uh, I believe some people are doing it out of evilness in their hearts, and I believe other people are doing it because they want to help society, help us to get along a little faster. So, um, I-, I wanted to how bring are that they
1: getting? How are they getting around the permission thing? Because without your
0: permission, nobody can muck around with your timeline.
5: I don't know, Walt.
0: Well, you can give permission in the past or in the future, to Even if you haven't been confronted with a question here, so you know, no,
5: it can (laughs) get pretty messy. Be
0: any place, Walt. Mm.
2: (laughs) We have Astrological. astrological. Whoa!
5: All I hear is echoes.
2: Yeah, I know, and that's something else. We have astrological transits that are generational and worldwide. It's not just a. Individual kind of thing, but then again, it could be a stronger influence if it was. It's like we have the taskmaster who just went from Aquarius. Is it going into um, uh, Pisces? I have to check, but we got major planets that are transiting other planets and signs, and it changes just like a new moon and a full moon changes us. Okay, September, July, May, March. So, I mean, there's so many other things that could be influencing When us. you
1: said the taskmaster, you're referring to Saturn?
2: Yeah.
1: Well, did you know that Saturn is no longer under the, under the control of the Orion uh, group? It, the Saturn has been given back to the uh, solar system. It's oh. now under the control of the alliance.
2: Well, it's in the sign of Pisces now, which means creativity, and basically, um, where we have our feet, our feet are going to be doing a lot of different moving in that, and it's it's a to go ahead and stop, hurry up and go, kind of time. So, if we're not used to that, that could cause the confronting ourselves and. Confrontations with others. If we don't recognize that the energies might not be ours, but how do we respond to them? So it's it's not just um, time travel or that. It's literally because like the Inky and Binky show, they've been doing time travel and going back and forth and changing timelines, like the Mandela effect and those other conditions that we've been experienced because you don't see any more mandela effect do you no not in a while but it was there occurring because they're trying to gaslight us (laughs) what is inky
5: binky you said
2: they're two brothers in the beginning of time one likes humans the other one doesn't so the one that doesn't tries to always harm And eliminate the humans. But the one that likes them. Tries to get the humans to understand. That these conditions are there. And to rise above them. Because again. They know that the vibrations. And the conditions. That are the energies. We are influenced by. But we also influence them. So.
5: Very interesting.
2: Yeah I call it the inky and binky. But it's not inky and binky. It's. Two other names that I just can't think of right off hand. <laughs> I call it the Inky. I do that too. Yeah. Um, there's always been the. You mean
5: Anki and
1: Anililu?
2: Yeah, probably. Mm,
1: okay. Two
2: brothers, right? Yep. Then one's a positive for the humans, one's a negative against the humans. So you probably know more about that than I do, but I always
4: call it the Inky and Binky Show. Go ahead, Walt. Tell us about Sorry, are
1: you talking to me?
2: Well, is there another Walt on this call?
1: Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What what did you ask me?
5: (laughs) That's too funny. My mom's
1: talking to me. That's why I couldn't hear what you were saying. Sorry.
2: Okay, Okay, is she done? Yeah. Okay. For those who don't know or who might not know, the Enki and what did you say Enlil, the brothers
1: Enlil and Enki.
2: Yeah, can you explain to them who they are?
1: Yeah, they are. They are the names given to the two Anunnakis that uh, the two brothers that were involved in the Anunnaki invasion of this planet thousands of years ago. They are the ones that were the source of the uh, culture that happened in Babylon. They, they they came and they they mucked around with the civilization. They are the ones who came and they uh, made slaves of the population because they came for the explo- exploitation of the gold. He, they, they came to get that from here. So they had, when the Anunnaki came, they had another, another slave group. They were called the Gigi, and they rebelled. So they said, okay, we need to find out another, we need another slave force. So they used the primates that they found on the planet and they modified them. And that's why they did all the genetic modification so they could make a good, you know, a good uh, labor force that you could train, but not too smart so they wouldn't be so smart as to rebel. So that was, you know, the history. But at, at some point in our history, Enlil uh, wanted to, you know, the, the, these Earth primates got far too smart for their own good, so he wanted to get rid of them. So these, I don't know if this is the way it, it happens. There's so many variations of the story. But a lot of presenters say that the so-called universal flood was the work of Enlil. He wanted to wipe out the, these new humans, uh, but he was unsuccessful. Because Enki is the one who worked to save them, so uh, according to uh, Elena Denan and Alex Collier, um, they, the uh, the Saturn was under the control of was under the ownership of the Anunnaki, among other another other group, and uh, they gave the ownership of Saturn to Enki. So Enki turned around and bestowed the ownership of the planet to the alliance now only the planet because the uh, the moons were independent
2: mm.
1: so according according to her so
2: well from aquarius is um humanity versus machine and that when it goes into pisces it means more of our trying to find our creativity and to get to know how all this works. So I'm crossing and hoping and praying that people will wake up because it's also the house of Christianity and I can't back Christianity personally. I just can't because it's one of those religions that you think you're holier than thou and you're not. You don't even pretend to be a human you pretend to be a special human because you're a Christian. And I, I just can't play that way.
1: Well, when you look at it, what happens is that you're uh, rightly so. You're uh, complaining against the so-called for the, the Catholic format of the religion. But if you look at the basics of what uh, Jesus preached, he never preached any of that stuff. He never preached that you have to have uh churches. That was all that was all a fabrication and it was all modified. Re- remember the during the council the council of Nicaea it was the Roman empress who said uh, who gave them the the council the idea to get rid of the doctrine of a, of a reincarnation because of that set up the 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 fear because if you, if you, if you you live this life and you don't get it right you end up in hell so you so you have this fear that you you better do things right or you're going to end up in hell because there's only one life you only get one life so they did it on purpose but Jesus when he was in the in the flesh living you know traveling around and teaching people he taught them about the doctrine of the reincarnation but whatever he taught was so altered and so modified that that's why you look at it now and you we have to you react against it because, rightly so. You're not reacting against what Jesus thought. You're reacting against what the Roman Empire, because they were the Roman Empire. If you pay attention to the, how they went around dominating, they were very wily. Because, for example, they had this technique. Whenever they they would, they would go around uh, invading uh, different territories, right? Okay, but they were very wily about it. They don't just—they wouldn't take you by force. The first thing they do is when, let's say, they came over and they invade your territory, and now they're the ones running the show. But what is one of the things they do? The first thing they do is they adopt your religion. That's why you see so many religions <laughs> mixed in with, with their Catholicism. You like, they. Uh, adopted all the Greek gods when they invaded, you know, Greece. You know, w- wherever they would go, they would, they would the first thing they would do is absorb whatever the cult is. So they think, you know, these invaders can't be that bad because the first thing they did is they, uh, uh, they ad- adopted my god. So they can't be that bad, right? It was just, it was just politics for them, <laughs> and that, and that way people won't rebel so readily because. Oh look, they are they're they're, they're uh, worshiping my God, so they can't be that bad. It's just a different boss, that's all. So, but that that wasn't. If you if you look at what Jesus taught during the the, the years of his ministry, nothing that you see today is what he taught. Catholicism is not what Jesus <laughs> taught. Everything was just. Conveniently
0: modified.
2: <laughs> and there's oh, so no, many.
0: I, go ahead, B- Mona. Sorry.
2: There's just so many other offshoots of what their belief is and theories are that, I mean, you can look all over and a lot of them are the same, but they got a different name. Go ahead, Nance.
0: Well, yeah, if, if Jesus was, you know, this all-seeing God that people look at, and I know Do- Dolly does. You can, you can feel the energy. I don't have any problem with Jesus being real and right. that his message was real. It's what happened to that message.
2: Exactly.
0: You know, I'm, I don't think that Jesus once said, yes, after I'm crucified, everybody should worship an a image of a dead person on a cross, yeah, right. That was not what he was, and you know, I mean, I I was brought up quite Catholic, but if you stand back and you look at the rituals and the architecture of the Catholic Church, or any not any Christian church, a lot of these Christian churches are just wonderful, you know, because they get the essence of the man. They're not, in, in uh, the Vatican is just demonic. So, you know, I mean if you look back, and there's we've done radio shows on them, you know, about the symbolism that's uh just entwined in the particularly the Vatican. So, yeah, uh, that that's going to be a hard thing I think for a lot of Catholics to come to grips with. You know, um other Christians, I think they've got a better chance of being able to get through it but for catholics to imagine the awfulness of the people that they've been for you know hundreds of thousands of years worshiping and listening to
2: yeah well jesus wouldn't want to be worshiped either
0: no that wasn't what he was trying to say he's when he said he was the son of god meaning that He's the son of God. I'm the daughter of God. You, you, you're the daughter of God. It's like he wasn't saying that God has one son and worship him. No, no, not, not, no. You know, he was giving a message of love and and compassion and you know the things that we think are important. So yes, as, as a as a teacher, you know, he's he, he, I'd follow his teachings, but not the church.
2: Well, that's not because athletes. he proved it i mean he proved it as a man that has a spirit high enough up and he says you two can do this but yeah. no instead they worshiped him and made him an idol and it's like he deserves a vacation man the dude <laughs> has been so much drawn from when basically we should be building everybody and each other up not You know, like, oh, Jesus is going to save me. No, you got to save your own ass.
0: And there's no... Yeah, exactly. He was an example of what we can become. Right. You know, it wasn't that he could be the only person doing it. No, he was saying, you can do this too. And you will do more than I do. Yeah, so...
2: Everything's just been so reversed.
0: It's a flaw in humanity. I don't know what it is. But I can remember lifetimes of coming to this planet from someplace else, I don't know where, and trying to teach humanity that they can become like like a Jesus, not Jesus in in the the miracles and everything, but in in the knowledge that you can become much more than you are, simply by realizing you can become that. And every time we would, you know, we were always more highly technically capable and stuff but they'd always want to make us into gods they wouldn't listen to us as just your buddy saying hey i know how to make the greatest pizza in the world you know it's like you can make the greatest pizza in the world you must be god you know that type of thing no so it, it can be very frustrating um to see what happens to some of these people that were just trying to give a message that got taken over by the dark side and used to control people. But well,
2: Dolph. Part of the players, too. What did Walt say that they're called? The non something players that are the Background players? Yeah. You know, a lot of them who can't get it because they're just background players that you can't change the.
6: I think they're
0: kind of holographic in a way, if not yeah. actually, because I've seen, like I say, I've had that experience in an airport where they all just disappeared, and yet going to the going into the bathroom for you know maximum of five minutes and coming out and seeing a hundred thousand people all of a sudden there, right? You're going like whoa, 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 whoa! What just happened? But Dolly, did you want to comment?
5: Yeah, um, I gave, uh, I saw through the church behind the scenes activities when I was an adult and I'd had my children and I was raising my children in the church because I was raised in the church to believe all that garbage they were selling. And, uh, what the, what the thing that did it to me was i was pouring my guts out to the preacher about my marriage about my ex and he was doing some illegal thing and the preacher looks at me and says so what's wrong with that you get back home to your husband and obey him Jeez. And obey him, you get go back to the I looked at him and I said, "You and this religion are so egotistical and narcissistic and greedy. I won't be coming back here ever or going to another church ever." You have shown me the light, because they like to say that. You, sh- you got to see the light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that did it. And so I went home, and I was praying to God, because I definitely believe in God. I was praying, I need help. I need help, God. I can't go back to that building That's what it is, a building where they want your money and they want you to worship them. And so I was very emotional and crying. And um, I realized I could uh, believe in God. I, I could trust in my God. But I didn't have to go to a church building to uh, practice how I believed. And I always looked at Jesus just as my brother. Mm-hmm. He's, he's just my brother. He's my brother. He did good things for me to teach me and all that. He's my brother. And um, so I call myself a spiritual being i believe in the spirit of the whole thing so i i just wanted to share that so that, so that's when you
1: decided to come back as a man
5: i would never
1: <laughs>
6: put
5: myself in a male body <laughs> I don't know why they want to play
0: that game.
6: Yeah.
0: I hate to tell you, but you have been in that body. Just don't you be telling me that.
5: (laughs) We all have. (laughs) Maybe that's why I don't want to be in it so bad. Been there, done that. Don't need to do it again.
0: Well, you know, when when Derek was doing a reading on me, he, he says to me, whoa. I said, what's whoa? And he said... Well, i've never seen this before two of your guides are versions of yourself and one's a female and one's a male oh <laughs> he didn't know what to make of it but you know it was an observation and i thought yeah because we're, we're we, we have you know it's it's like again it's sort of like the way that you get a data stream you know you've been in the male body you've been in the female body Those are part and parcel of the whole you, but they also are separate. Male is separate from female. You know, you can bring them together and do a dance, but they're still separate. So I can understand why you would have, you know, the female side there like, wait a minute, dude, I'm not sure you want to do that. Sounds a little risky. Let's take another look at it. Where there's a dude is going, like, let's get on with it. Let's get, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Grab the guns, <laughs> you know. And in between is me, completely, you know. I got female energies, I got male energies, you know, and I've probably got a lot of animal energies because I certainly got a lot of animals around me. Right. In uh,
2: some cultures, uh, I read it here. They're called Herul- Herulian? God, it, yeah. It's a group of, I can say, almost theologians or whatever. But basically, they we each have a male and a female, like you said, of ourselves, that are called the, um, the uh, is it the roots? I had it just that there are root beings or something, that each one of us has that, just like we have the oversoul. And then there's other deities around us that are here for us, like when that voice in your head says "Turn left," and you normally would turn right and come to find out if you would have turned right, you would have been right in the middle of chaos, and your upper soul said, "No, no, you don't need to go there <laughs> and averted you from the danger or the damage I just think you're-
0: when I get in the when I get in the car, I say. You know um i i invoke the energy of gaia you know it's like you know Milton's safe. milton's the car milton's safe mom is safe that's me uh and gaia's singing and then i go to the angel my niece gave me and i say jesse's angel singing and then i go to the one that sandy gave me but when i had the car fixed it disappeared but i still know it's there so i say the same thing And Sandy and her mom's energy. And then I go to this little Mm. container that's got all of these little different types of minerals in it. And I say, and guys, no drama. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want no drama here. You know, it's like because that's what happens when you go out. You know, when you have these weird things happen to you, it's drama. And uh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I'm going to tell a story, but we're going to tell it on, on Shanghai when Derek gets there. But Derek was uh, driving back from Arizona, and he's in the desert. And all of a sudden, there, now the sky is, is fairly nothing in it, except right over the highway in front of him. And there's a cloud formation, and something's happening, but it's not very big. And, you know, all of a sudden he realizes that he's getting hit with hail in the truck. And before he knows it, he's getting hit with hail balls the size of a, what do you say, a cricket ball or something? It's between a softball, and, I mean a, a golf ball and a baseball. You know, it's another type of ball. But a huge piece, you know, good, and cars were driving off the road, windshields were being uh, destroyed. And it only lasted like five minutes. But by that time, he's like, you know, doing five miles an hour. And then it disappeared. But in this in this story that he's telling me and, you know, I'm talking to him about it and he's even sent me video while it was happening. I don't know how he was driving and taking video at the same time, but he was. Well, when it started out, he didn't realize what was about to happen. He said, "No, I had to throw the can- the, the phone down because all of a sudden, there was all hell broke loose. And um, but my point here is that the last picture he showed sent to me was his windshield wiper. He was sh- shooting it through the through the windshield at the windshield wiper, and the thing was all demolished and sticking straight out towards the hood. And he said, it, "He says as best as I can see, the only thing that happened was the windshield wiper has been destroyed." And I said to him, "And I didn't even say anything to him." And he, because he continued talking, he said, "But you know that windshield wiper had been making me crazy because it kept squeaking, and I kept focusing on it." And he said, "I got angry at the windshield wiper," and I said, "So." You got angry. You wanted the noise to go away, and the cosmic reality and intelligence that's out there said, "How are we going to do that? I don't know. Why don't we give him a hailstorm and we'll 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 throw the hail balls at his windshield wiper until we hit it."
2: Well, just his intent could have bent it, right?
0: Yeah, but he didn't do that. He just was putting out this anger to it. Because we're in an in a time frame where manifestation is very fast. And it, and it doesn't take much. But anger is a powerful fuel for manifesting things. So, you know, yes, we're, we're, we're manifesting more. But be careful what you're thinking about. Because, you know, I mean, he got through it. His truck was okay. The only damage he found on the truck was the windshield wiper. Um, but a lot of other people must have had some bad karma going on because they were in ditches, and you know windshields shattered and so you know just just be aware that you're responsible for the things that you think because yeah. they're gonna manifest they're gonna manifest faster than you think yeah. now, I wanna get back to the time thing for a second. Because, Walt, and I have to admit that something distracted me and I didn't quite listen close enough to get what they were saying. And I meant to listen to it again, but I ran out of time. But the when he was talked when they were talking about doing going back into the past and making changes, do you, do you remember what that conversation was entailing? Walter? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking,
1: well, uh I'm trying to,
0: I'm trying to revisit the, their, their conversation. Well, maybe Mona or Dolly can, you know, start it off. Mona, do you remember? No. <laughs> Dolly. What,
5: what is it you wanted? Go ahead. What is it you wanted to remember?
0: What did he say w- when he was talking about going, that they go back into time? And make changes what was he talking about what he was talking on that subject do you remember
5: oh let me look through i don't think i took notes on that part no i didn't i'm sorry well they
1: did, they did mention the what do you call it uh the word not traveling in time as a for a specific purpose but they they did talk about time travel in the sense because they they spoke at length about Andrew Basiego, right? And he's uh how they interviewed him, and the he the man they say that he the man is is clinically blind, and they interviewed him, and he says I purposely focused the camera on him because I wanted to see his eyes, because when somebody if somebody's is giving you a story and you know selling you a bill of goods, uh, you can actually tell in their eyes that they're lying. But that's not the case with this with this gentleman so they spoke about that and how uh he he showed a, a video clip of um los angeles airport how the it was interesting that they were focusing on this on this building where when you look at certain buildings especially buildings that were built in the 60s and 70s you notice in the architecture of the building, you can see which are the, um, uh, what do you call it, the the shafts, the elevator shafts, because you'll see the thing going up a side of the building. But interestingly enough, he points that out in this particular building, the elevator shaft continues going up beyond the point of where the roof of the building ends. So you ask yourself, why is this elevator shaft keep going up? That's because that's a jump room. They get, into, they get into that and when, it, when the thing goes to the top, you're not, no longer here, you're, you're on planet Mar- Mars. And they, they explained that because he, the interviewer asked the question, why were they using children for this? Why weren't they using like adults or uh, professionals or something? And the reason is that because time travel is actually a function of our human consciousness. And an adult human has been conditioned, has been programmed to accept reality, parameters of how reality functions, what works and what doesn't work, and what you can do and what you cannot do, whereas children have no such limitations. It's like, case in point, Nancy. Nancy was never told that she wasn't supposed to remember her past lives, so she did it. (laughs) So she had no problem remembering. Nobody told her she couldn't do it. So he's saying the same thing. That's why they use children on these programs where they went to to Mars because the children wouldn't be questioning how is it that we're on another planet? How is it that we're in the past? How is it? They don't care. They're just enjoying the experience, whatever that experience happens to be. Right. And and, and he, in part of investigating that business, this gentleman also found uh, another traveler, besides Andrew Basiego, somebody else who was also researching their own past. because it turns out that they, for some reason, they were somehow their memories were somehow blocked or altered in some way. So sometimes they were, they were went back in order to confirm what they sort of remember. So there was this other gentleman also involved in time travel when they were children. So, and they the explain how, how, now I understand in the, the story of this business, of this technology, of the looking glass technology, I understand now why is it that the, the Vatican had a picture, supposedly the picture has been secured by the looking glass technology. And it's a scene of three men, all in profile, and the man in the, in the middle is supposedly Jesus christ
2: mm.
1: and and that's was secured by that picture was secured by a a scientist priest who worked for the you know he he was a member of the Vatican obviously but this this um talking about this looking glass technology uh it, the Vatican did steal one of the machines <laughs> that's the way they were able to. To produce that photo, because in they're investigating the this looking glass. There were more than there was more than one looking glass. In fact, they ended up this ended man ended up uh, investigating uh, this looking glass that was um, was it Massachusetts, where the uh, it was in a house that burned down. So when he went asking, he he went asking around he actually did find a fan of uh the owners of a house that do remember that time in the past when that house went down. they burned out and they were aware of weird stuff going on there that's where the one of the
0: looking glass
1: installations where did were did the
0: looking glass come from where, was that a given technology or where did it, it was come? it was
1: developed by
0: a, by
1: a by a scientist uh, they interviewed the man they they showed a clip of the man that he spoke with a very thick German accent.
2: Oh, Carol Rosen and Oh Baum
1: Wolf. He's the one who confirmed what I've always suspected. There is no such thing as time. It's just a contrast, right? In fact, if you wanna if you want to measure anything as time, it would be entropy. The level of uh, um, physical disor- disorganized material is like when you talk about entropy, you're talking about the uh, the amount of physical the um, physical chaos or physical distortion. So if you if you look if you looking at a, at a gas, for example, this is oxygen, has more entropy than a rock. Because the, molecule, the molecules in the rock are farther together, together, so they has they have less, less entropy. By controlling entropy, you can actually change carbon to a diamond. If you because you can alter the uh, the amount of entropy, and therefore you can turn this carbon into a diamond. So, if you want to measure something akin to time, I guess it would be entropy, because Aside from that, there's no such thing as time, you know, something that you can measure with a with a watch and and think that you can do something. No, it's that's that's why it's so it's so accessible and change because it's not something that it's not fixed. It's not something that they've they've done their damnest at teaching everyone underdog. That oh yes, time is a thing, and time is you can't change time, and blah 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 blah. I mean, it, it's all. Or, or organized uh, education is exactly that. You know, they've they've been programming us with so much crap. Like for example, oh the speed of light, the speed of light is fixed, and you can't change it. And the speed of light is absolute. That's a, like Tesla was able to achieve in, in some of his experiments. 50 times the speed of light, but they conveniently leave that out, don't they? Nobody knows about that. So I, I thought, wait a minute, I thought the speed of light was absolute. Nothing can change it. No, it's not absolute.
0: <laughs> was there anything else any of you wanted to comment on, on that clip that we have been talking about? I just
5: want to say thank you so much, Mona.
0: For yes. for
5: sending that to us, and thank you for being here. I love you. I love you
2: too. Thank
5: you. Love you, other guys too.
0: <laughs> now Mona can be found on uh, FreedomSlips dot com between twenty t- between twenty between two and four Monday through Friday, and in on other shows on that same network. So uh, I don't know how she does one show every. Five, for five days, but she does, and she does them good. Well, how long you been at it now, Mona? Since twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Yep. Yep. A lot of shows. Well, that's about the same time I started up with Wolf Spirit, and mm-hmm. then by twenty sixteen I had uh, Cosmic Reality, thanks to Walt. Thanks to Walt Silva. <coughs> anyway, we're down past little two-minute mark here. Moni, you want to say goodnight? All right.
2: Thanks for the third Saturday of the month.
0: Yes. I'm so glad. You know, I got lost in the days. I normally give you a heads up before the morning of. And I was hoping that, you know, oh, yeah, I hope she comes back and says yes. Because I, I, I knew we were going to talk about this, and I wanted you to be there for it. And uh, Walt, you want to say goodnight? Thank you, everyone, for being here with us. Uh, thank you, Mona, for being with
1: us and for the uh, for that video that you shared. Really, very, very good stuff. Thank you.
0: And everybody, remember, did you want to say something?
2: I said Mona? you're welcome.
0: Oh, okay. And for everybody out there, um, this station wouldn't be up if it wasn't for MysticalWares.com and the Mystical Wares. Uh, Building with a magical, magical place that you can see in Mount Vernon, Washington. So we want to thank Derek Condit and the the crew over there. Be safe, everybody. We will see you next time. Say what? Say what? Radio show with no agenda. It's always a surprise, but if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong.